Welcome back to Wild Chats, everybody. I am Ryan. That over there is Maria. And as always, this is your home for everything animals. And today, it's all going to be about animal encounters, everybody. Ooh. Sometimes they're scary. Sometimes they're beautiful. Sometimes they're hilarious. But when people get to interact with animals and they're not expecting it, sometimes fun stuff comes from it. Mar, do you have any personal stories on this given topic of fun, fun <laughs> encounters? I think I shared a story a while back about uh, me being in the ocean. And um, I was just with my, I don't think my knees, I wasn't even deeper than my knees in the water. Yeah. And I see this creature emerge out. And at that time we were doing the videos where, where I narrated and I had just finished recording a video about sea creatures that were monsters. Yes. So in my mind, I still had the sea creature monster that that I had just read about. And this metallic looking creature comes out and submerges itself. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what is it? It was just a manatee. Yes. And in the previous version of the story, Maria talked about all the scars and the marks all over it and stuff. And then we were talking how, unfortunately, boats hit them and they end up getting scarred up and stuff. Yes. And if you guys haven't watched the show before, just so you know, the, basically the setup of the show, or if you've always been curious, Maria doesn't get to see the video clips. I picked them. Like I then, didn't even know what the title was until I was like, oh, oh, Animal Encounters, okay. Basically, yeah. So, so when you're getting Maria's reaction, it's a genuine reaction. And then sometimes on occasions like this, she's not actually setting me up. They just happen to coincide that way. But to begin... Today's bevy of, of video clips involving animal encounters. We are indeed starting with the lovable manatee. Yes. And, and I, I always wanted to do that. And, and I have to say, this kind of takes me back, Maria. This is like a time warp for me because in our very first Wild Chats video we ever did, I believe it was the first one where the lady was on the kayak and the alligator was following her and was basically almost this exact scene. That's the second one. Okay. All right. Yeah, but because the thumbnail is an alligator, like, right there. Yes. But regardless, it, it takes me back to the very beginning of all this because the scene was almost exactly this. I think if we mute it, we could get away with it, right? Should we Should we try it? If you <laughs> mute it, I think you would be okay. Okay. All right. Um... So but then it takes away part of the fun. Tell you what, guys, just go back and watch the second video. Yeah, I'll to probably the better way to do it. Um, but that's just, I love the clip. I think it's beautiful. I think that's such a great experience that they're having. You can tell that that's part of the experience because it is a clear kayak for exactly that reason. So you can see what's around you. I will have died of joy. Like that would have been that. I like yes, I need to do that in my list of things to do. Yes, that's not too far away from you, Mar. There's nothing stopping no. you from doing it. Time. You, you'll get there. You'll get there. And then the beauty is in a couple of years, you're going to have a train that goes around Florida. Because you've already got a train now, Brightline, that goes from Miami up. And it's going to basically be in Orlando within the next, like, three, four months. That, that extension to Orlando are reportedly done. And they've already tied up the agreements to get from Orlando to Tampa. So, so you'll be able to kind of train your way around the state pretty soon. I, I'm a little jealous. I, I love a good train ride, so I am a bit jealous. Yeah, and, um, and Orlando, Tampa is only about an hour or so, so that's not bad. 
Yeah, but I assume like these are these experiences down like at the very south end, or because I know there's that lake in the middle, Okeechobee or whatever that's there. There's Okeechobee. There are a couple of lakes and big rivers. Crystal River. This is probably where it was. Okay, where's that? Oh. Where's Crystal? Uh, that's River? a little bit further north. Than Tampa. Yes, somewhere okay. around that area. Interesting. Okay. All right. Now that one was amazing. This one is going to fall under the category of, of, well, I'm just calling it adorable. I'm sorry. It's adorable. Yes. Aww. These are red, red pandas. Red pandas. Oh, hands up. Hands up. He got busted. I don't know if he broke out of his enclosure. I don't know how he got around the people. But if you look, the very first guy has got, he looks like a police officer or a security guard. Is he handing him something? Yeah, I think he might be trying to lure him. I'm not sure exactly. I don't think this is meant to be an interactive experience. I think that guy kind of escaped. Um, <laughs> I don't think this is one of those zoo you can interact with the animal thing. So he might be trying to like coax him to him to try to get him contained. I and don't know. It's part of how red pandas play with each other. They put their hands up like this is a normal thing. But to me, it's hilarious because that guy's like law enforcement and the panda escapes and then he puts his hands up. And I just think that's <laughs> you're just like, I'm caught, I'm caught, I'm running away. <laughs> <laughs> I just loved it. And then he plops down. Oh my gosh, that is too precious. That is too precious. It's funny because so basically red pandas eat the same food that giant pandas do and they live in the same areas. And that's why they got named red pandas, but they're actually nowhere near the same family. I think they're more closely related to squirrels than they are uh, to anything in the bear family. Or a so. raccoon. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. But we had it in the, uh, the red panda we did a few facts on red pandas. We talked about it in a previous video. So I just love how the guy's like, hey, play with me. And then he runs away. And uh -huh, I love that. No, no, you got me. No, I'm going to run. Because right after yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. He because he's like again. playing with the toy or something, dangling uh -huh. it. You got me. You got me. Oh, then, I just want to melt. It was really, it was shaky. But then he runs away again, basically. But if you guys have ever filmed anything, once you go down to your feet, and then try to pick the camera back up again, it always just ends up really shaky. And I get motion sick easily when I'm watching cameras that are shaky. So unfortunately, if I can't stabilize it, it's getting cut out. <laughs> it's perfectly fine. But I appreciate that you added a little bit to it. Yes, yes. I'll tell you what happened, but I am, I for anybody that's like me that, that easily gets a little disorientated when cameras start shaking, like they had that one video way back in the day where it was like supposedly found footage in the forest of the people that were running and trying to like escape. Someone yeah, that was a v that was a movie. I can't remember yeah. the name of the movie. It Something horrible, and it was very shaky. Oh man, that movie! Somehow we got a pirated copy of it. Like way back in the day, one of my buddies got it because I think that was part of the marketing. Like, oh, there's this found footage, so they kind of leaked a little bit of it, so people mm. would believe that it was actually found footage and then that would be the draw to go see the film. Um, but yeah, I saw that on like our regular TV initially, even before the movie. And I was just like, oh God, how can any of you guys watch this? Yeah. <laughs> now now that I am aware of how sensitive you are, now that I watch certain movies, even high-end high movies, sometimes they just don't get a, a stable clip because where they're recording, they're like running trying to get the action going so they don't necessarily stabilize yeah, the do, camera really well. When they do those POVs, when they turn them around, you can tell somebody. So basically the way they do those guys, if you're curious, the guy's usually wearing a harness of some sort because uh, this is what cameramen do. And they and then the camera's hanging off of it. 
and then the cameraman will follow for stabilization. But when they have the actor do it, there's an arm that kind of comes up and then points back at the actor. That's why whenever you see those like weird POVs, they're always neck up usually because they're wearing a harness um, mm-hmm. or the camera that's in front of them. But yeah, those shaky ones, I'm always like, there's only been two movies, the one through the forest. And then there's a football movie called Any Given Sunday that's filmed like super shaky uh, to be like real life. And I'm like, no, thank you. I shall pass. <laughs> Any given day, I'm not watching that movie. Yeah, I mean, it's a good movie. I think it's got Al Pacino in it and some other like, it is a good movie, but it just was like, I can't get into it. It doesn't necessarily give me a migraine every time, but I just can't really get into it. So I love how we got from Red Pandas to Al Pacino. Hey, you know, I think he played a red panda in that, that one movie, Kung Fu Panda. Wasn't he the voice of the red panda? I'm kidding. That's not true, but I was just trying to tie him back together. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> well, after all that being said, I think it's about time for lunch, or maybe that's what these tigers are thinking. Oh, oh be- I am in heaven. I want to do that. <laughs> Look how big. Look at that. <gasps> oh, yes. I I will sign up for this. I really? will definitely sign up for this. See, that's the part that scares me. That middle guy that like tries to bite inside the cage. I'm like, that's I, pretty scary. That's more aggressive than I think. I don't know. I don't know. Yes, I want. Oh, that'll Call make me so happy. Hello, guys. Would you do this? I'm going to play it one more time, guys. Would you? Is this a yes, yes, I really want to do that? Or no, there's no way in heck I would do that. I feel bad for the little kid that is there. Because that could be pretty scary. They, I mean, obviously the mesh, I'm sure, is pretty tight. It would be a great experience. I mean, you definitely are not going to get that up close with an animal, but it, it is at the same time you feel... Yes, yes, what? yes, yes. I want to do it. Let's do this. Okay. Uh, when we get 2,000... Well, how many thousand do we want? I don't know. We're going to set all that stuff, fun stuff over on uh, Patreon, guys. We're going to set up like goals after we get so many sub, uh, Patreon subscribers. We're going to go do an activity and then film it for everybody and kind of do a show live uh, based on whatever that reward is. Um, but we haven't really definitively locked in on what activities we're going to do because we'd like to hear from you guys too. Like, oh, it'd be fun if we saw you guys go to, you know, a water zoo or, or some kind of regular zoo or African safari is going to be a little further up the list, guys. Those are a tad bit expensive. We can't really afford those. Um, (laughs) Not right now. No. But if we ever make our way over to Australia for for a live on-location video shoot, we may come across the the animal that sleeps the most in the animal kingdom, puts in the most hours of Zs of any other animal in the animal kingdom. Apparently, when this guy isn't sleeping... He's tormenting poor tourists. This this koala just decided that he was going to go human climbing because there, there's no trees around. So he's, he's going human climbing. <laughs> oh, my God. By the way, be careful. He's going to bite the kids. Yes. No, that guy should just let him go. Like, let the, the koala. Uh, that could have gotten worse and worse and worse. And that's a small koala. So I, I'm wondering where mama koala is also. Um. There's oh, right there. Koala. Okay, I see her. Yeah. yeah. <gasps> I'm in heaven. Like, I'm in absolute yeah. heaven. Yeah, I'm just going to attack he wants mom. To play. The thing yeah. is, he wants to play. That's what he was doing. Because even oh. the mom is waiting patiently. Yeah. Oh. Are you done tormenting the humans, Junior? Okay, let's go. If you're done playing. <laughs> like the kid could have probably moved away. He but was yeah, you don't want to get bitten. You don't want to get bitten. to back up a little. You could see he was like, what's this thing going to do? Oh. 
he was gonna let him walk through his legs it looks like he was like i'm backing up i'm backing up okay i'll just i'll let him walk through my legs okay go ahead oh that's not what i expected i think that's exactly what happened oh, oh my gosh that would be a dream come true like that is just a dream and look at the bear is like no no my scary part was right there when the guy yeah. was trying to grab the baby and he's fighting him the problem is they have very big claws. Yes, they do. Yes. And they're, yeah, no. So the last thing, but the mom is like, eh, whatever. You know. <laughs> like I said, Junior, you're done playing with the humans? All right. Basically. Oh, yeah. ba oh, <laughs> she's so sweet to that baby. She's uh -huh. so sweet. Mm -hmm. I think my heart is melting. Just... <laughs> Basically, next time, if I'm having a, a bad day, I'm just going to watch this episode. Watch the koala video or the previous episode and just watch the squirrel playing with the ball. And then you're like back in your happy place. You just make, oh. little, gifts, make little gifts out of them for yourself. And then you just put them on. No, the I'll just watch the entire video. And what did I think about that? Will I change my mind? Okay. Okay. All right. So we've done adorable. We've done slightly scary with, with the tigers, but... but we can't do an animal encounter video without having something a little bit more scary. Got it? Because not, not all encounters go well. And then this could fall into a moral area also of, of maybe this guy deserved it. <laughs> Stay away, dude. I'm just, I'm just saying. You turn your snake um, into a show. Oh! You, <laughs> you deserve you it. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Uh, I have choice words, but you can tell this like a sport or something. No, it's a show. I think it's probably Thailand. They do a lot of animal shows and stuff in Thailand with like, they put their like heads in alligators and play with snakes. And um, I mean, you can even see his little badge on his shirt. They're sticking off in the middle. Like it's, it's clearly a show. It is a show. Um, and uh, I don't like to see that happen to, to any guys, but at the same time, you you're using animals for shows in, in a manner that you clearly can't control them. So exactly. And not only that, but you're stressing them out. I'm not saying any animal should be performing. I, that's not what I'm saying, but there's certain ways to present animals that don't stress them out. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And, I, and yeah, he's way out of his element to begin with, but snakes, when they feel, I mean, snakes are pretty chill until they're, till they're not, they're definitely one of those animals. They're like, I could be dangerous, but I really don't care. I'm just kind of doing my own thing. And then, um, yes, do, Marty, you want to, we talked about it in, I think it was over on undiscovered worlds, but do you want to talk a little bit about the, uh, the rattlesnakes that were losing their rattles? Oh, that is such an interesting story because as, as they adapt, they're finding that they, so there are a couple of things that are, that are happening to, to First one is they're learning to adapt to not need the rattle. And that's because as we switched from hooved animals like horses or cattle, they they don't need to they don't need to use that because they don't need to scare the animal that is there. So they don't need to rattle anymore. So that's the one part. The other aspect is um, in Texas, I think it's around March, they have a gathering where people do a cookout after they hunt the rattlesnakes. So what's happening is they're also finding the rattlesnakes based on noise. Well, if you eliminate the grand part of a population that makes noise, you basically leave the ones that make no noise. So what they're finding is they're adapting better to being quiet so they don't need the rattle to hide and be quiet so they can survive. So 
So there's those two sides of adaptation that is happening right now. Yeah, and I, I thought it was interesting because I never really put that together that the rattlesnakes are rattling because they're not trying to like attack. They're almost just warning the horses, hey, I'm here, don't step on me. They're not trying to scare them off. They're just more- Don't tread on me, literally. Yes, don't tread on me. They're, they're making their, themselves known just so uh, it's more protective for the horse and for them. But now we don't ride horses anymore. There, There's no, and they're not r hanging out in the streets. And even if they rattled their, their tails in the street, you're not gonna hear them through a car window or be able to react. So now that that defense mechanism actually doesn't have a place anymore, um, and I know you had done that weird uh, animal adaptation video over on Undiscovered Worlds at one point in time, and you talked about where ants were adapting to, like, electricity or something like that. Oh, there's some crazy ants in Florida. Thank goodness I have not seen them, and I do not want to encounter, encounter them. Um, they are some crazy ants that are actually attracted to the wires, and therefore they can cause blackouts. They will eat through the wire, the electrical wires, and cause blackouts. Like they will invade uh, electrical plugs and any, yeah. Mm. So if you guys have seen that picture on the internet, I know it's been floating around a little bit where there's like ants crawling out of like a, a, a actual power outlet and stuff. That's basically what Maria's talking about. They've The ants have adapted to be attracted to those electrical fields that obviously didn't exist 130 years ago before uh, the invention of, of everybody's house having electricity, so. All right. Ooh, this will be fun. Oh, now gosh. Now when you say gonna, that, I feel like I'm going to be tortured. Maria's going to have to make a life choice now. Not a life <laughs> choice, but we had the tiger experience, Maria. But if you could only pick one experience. Oh, which, no. Which one's it going to be? Is it going to be the tiger? And you guys also in the comments, you can tell us which one would you pick? The tiger zoo experience or this one? Oh, I want to <laughs> die now and go to heaven. <laughs> that guy's free snorkeling, by the way, too, which makes it even more impressive. And wow. that much more dangerous, because if for some reason that whale goes over the top of him when he decides he needs air and doesn't have the opportunity to actually get up there. But yes. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Here's the thing. So I'm going to have to make this decision right now. We're going to make this decision right now. First of all, this is very dangerous, and I'm not sure this is legal. You're not supposed to be near an animal just for your own safety. And I don't have the lung capacity to stay underwater for that long. So I'm going to need okay. a tank and stuff, That's which makes fine. it more harder There's for me to move. For you. Yeah, but it makes it harder to move, like move faster out of the way. Okay. Um, so I... Due to the fact that that could actually be illegal, I would rather go with tigers. But if it was something that could be done without getting into trouble and stressing anybody out, I think I will go with that one. Okay. So if you guys haven't heard of Maria tell her story on previous episodes and stuff, she went on the uh, the whale migration watching once, and, and that was one of her favorite experiences. That's why I knew that it would be... I actually thought you would pick the whales pretty hands down, and I forgot to factor in all the other other aspects. Um, and a lot of people don't know this. When animals are endangered, uh, sometimes there are laws that you're not even allowed to come within a certain distance from them. Um, I was researching another video on the other channel, and we were talking about the largest tree in the world. 
and um, it's a redwood in California, and actually now it's illegal to go visit it. Like they, you have to stay like 500 yards away from it. Um, and I don't, I think they kind of covered over some of the paths that would go to it. So people couldn't even easily find it or visit it. Uh, but it's not even just animals. Sometimes you get um, these largest trees in the world and other natural uh, phenomenon that they try to block off. Uh, My problem with that is people, not saying everybody, of course, and I'm sure if you're watching this kind of podcast, it means that you have some sense of appreciation of the beauty of animals. And you can clearly tell that we love it. Uh, but might be the reason why they blocked it up is I bet you everybody was carving their names. I don't know why they think that's cool. I, I, and yeah. also stepping on the, the roots probably could handle it, but I have a feeling people were having too much fun carving on it. And also as we try to climb it and touch it, we're pro the, the area where it meets the ground yeah, or probably stepping on it and just—I mean, the tree is massive. I think it's like over three hundred feet tall. Like it's absolutely oh. massive, massive, massive. Um, so it's hard to do damage to it. But I, I think people probably also being stupid could do damage to themselves. Like they opened up the, the Sixth Street Bridge in LA that they've been working on for like five, six, seven years, and and they accounted for all these other things, but not people turning it into a a selfie fest. And people were like climbing the arches. And then they were I doing takeovers so they could like do burnouts in their cars. And then they're almost running into bicyclists because they're like one guy like cut some dude's hair in the middle of the bridge and they shut it down. Like now with the new culture of everybody trying to take video of themselves doing kind of funky stuff, I could see how maybe, especially with the natural things, especially a tree that's 300 feet tall, that they block it off almost for human safety. So. You don't want somebody wanting to climb it, like literally. Don't get a little too overzealous, go and do something and actually hurt themselves also. Yeah, so that could be. The problem is that I honestly, Darwinism, go for it. But when you now trying to look cool and hurt yourself and in the process hurt someone else, including else as in animal, creature, plant, or some other entity, some other being, now we have a problem. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's it's interesting because in like you said, there was graffiti incidences. I was reading something like there's like petroglyphs and stuff on walls, and somebody had actually like tagged over like thousands of year old petroglyphs and stuff. Like I, I just don't think sometimes people appreciate what it is. If you don't have a passion for a particular subject, you don't understand the importance of it. Um, and I think that's the other unfortunate part. If you were to tell some bored thirteen year old kid, hey, this is why this is important probably wouldn't be thinking about tagging over the top of it, but you just find, oh, somebody else drew something there. I'm going to do that too. Well, yours is new and theirs is thousands of years old. It's a little more important. <laughs> yeah. And, and we also, I, I think you touched up on something very interesting is I understand why when we are young, we do silly things, but there is a moment when you're like, wow, now you're going too far. Like you need to have common sense. Perhaps that's more important than trying to look yeah. cool. But again, I don't know how it is to be young nowadays in this society. So it's very easy for me to talk. Well, kids get bored too. I mean, I think that's the biggest challenge. If you can keep a kid interested and busy, then they're not going to, they're much less likely to go do dumb things. And a lot of things that they don't even think of they're doing that are dumb. They're just like, I'm just going to do this thing because I'm bored. So it's, you know. Exactly. That's why I always admire the people like the, because obviously it's adults that are drawing like kids cartoons or coming up with shows like Blue's Clues and stuff like that. Like you've got to be able to get into the mentality of a kid to be able to to do a successful show of that type. 
And I actually really like admire people that are able to kind of find their inner six-year-old and really touch it in a way of like, it's, it's in line with what a six-year-old feels now. Cause when you were six versus a six-year-old now is a different experience. So to be able to take that feeling and then update it to what's going on, like that actually is a skill that I, I appreciate that I don't think enough other people do. Like we might get really annoyed by Barney and Blue's Clues and whatever our kids want to watch over and over and over again just becomes like that that grinding soundtrack in the back of our mind. But it's like, hey, to make this thing that that kids are just so enamored with that they can't turn it off is... is they probably have kids thing. themselves or have nieces and nephews. So. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you, yeah, you're right. There is a cultural connection and, and a time era connection in order to be able to portray something that will attract a youngster. So yeah, you have yeah. to find a common ground, basically. That's why that director always got, I can't think of his name right now, and I apologize. I know he passed away also, so I wish I could think of it. But the director that did uh, 16 Candles and Pretty in Pink and stuff like that and The Breakfast Club, he he was able to tap into that high school mentality which once you're 35 or 40 kind of goes, either you romanticize it or it was different for you back then. So to be able to like write that in a very relatable way with very relatable characters to people that would be watching it that at that point would be 15, 16, 17, what was their reality? You have to reflect that to be successful. Um, yes. I always find that important. But a lot of this is more uh, backstage conversation. So I apologize everybody. I <laughs> love my TV. It wasn't me this time. And my movies, I love all that good stuff. Um, I do have one more. I'm going to say nothing about this. And then we'll play it a couple times. Here we go. Say nothing about this, okay. <gasps> oh! Kitty! What doing? Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> I bet you see Kitty or her Kitty. Does it look angry? That's a lie. No, it looks very curious. Like there is no. There's no way that is like he's not supposed to be there. But look how they're playing. They're, this person who's photo uh, who's doing the shot is definitely playing the favorite thing a cat likes to do, which is hide and seek. Okay, so here's how I took this video the first time I saw it, guys. Oh, I'm walking. I'm walking. Wait, what is that? Hold on. Um, that looks like a lion. That's not supposed to be. Okay, I'm going to go over here where it's a little safer around the corner because that is a lion that should not be out and about. So I'm going to, oh God, that was my running mentality when I saw this clip the first time. <laughs> I did not have the benefit of like pausing it because I've stabilized this clip, guys. If you guys don't know, when I, I take the clips that I like um, because I don't like shaky footage to begin with and I want you guys to be able to enjoy it. I'll take the clips and I'll stabilize them and I'll adjust them in a way that at least we can focus on the important parts and then we can not be distracted by the shakiness of the camera and stuff like that. But I don't really like pause them or break them down. And then Maria gets to see it for the very first time. And then I get to kind of analyze it and give my second thoughts. So even though I've seen them, it's fun because I get to kind of still have the experience. Them. You have you have seen them, but you haven't really observed them or yeah. take so, it all in. What was your thought process? I, I want to know what your thought process was the first time you, you saw this clip. So interestingly enough, I wasn't sure what I was looking at. So I was looking at the at the floor, at the ground, like the okay. cracks on the ground. I wasn't actually looking at the at the kitty hiding. 
So okay. the last thing I saw was until you showed it the second time, I actually didn't see the cat because okay. I was concentrated on the ground. And then yeah. the trash can caught my attention. Yeah. The last thing I actually saw was the lion. But okay. as I look at the lion, you can see that the person is like, I, I think they're probably playing because the lion doesn't seem, she doesn't seem to be ready to attack. Uh, the mouth is slightly open, which means she's identifying who's nearby. Not, not that I'm a complete expert here. But as soon as he hides, you see the lion is not running. She's kind of like. That's a little stocky to me. I mean, I know she's not attacking. Her face doesn't look violent in the last clip. It's more curious. Yeah. But this is not the real world. Like this animal had to have escaped or something is when I, are, are you disagree? You think this is someone's pet? Yeah, because the way he's even lifting the paw is not oh. of an aggressive move. Like if she if she wanted to eat this person. Like, I if I would have seen that, I wouldn't have been so calm to walk to the side. I, I would have not. I think she did exactly what you did. I think she was looking at the ground and just filming whatever as they were going along and then found, because the way the camera just picks up into it is like, wait, hold on. Is that, whoa, okay, that's, okay. Wait. You would have never, ever, ever kept the thing so stable, even with you stabilizing, there, there has never ever would be. Okay. Huh? It was pretty shaky. Oh, I bet it, it was. But in my opinion, the way, because again, as you're saying, you fix the shakiness. It's also because when you're holding your phone and you're walking, this is, you know, the motion you're going to get. Right. So I actually, no, I'm not feeling it is uh, an aggressive okay. thing and, and the way the lion jumps. So so let's, let's see if, if Maria changes ever so slightly here. Um, here we go. So close your eyes. I'll let you know when it's over. And there is no sound, right? I turned it off. No, she's walk. This person is walking. And then he's like peeking were, out. I thought they were just walking down the street, basically. That was my... No, because she would have stayed. And then look at the lion. <laughs> <laughs> stayed so calm and they and if you see the body language there was no intensity of a hunt it was more like oh there you are and okay. then the way he kind of raises his paw is more like i'm gonna go hug you yes i'm yeah, gonna please, take it that way guys please don't try it at home or, or ever saw this clip and uh, kind of did what we did and made a little little bit out of it in, in some review um so hence that reaction that you saw from the two gentlemen that were uh, somebody had cross cut that in uh, which was absolutely hilarious, but I didn't want to. I love of... that you actually showed that later. Because <laughs> we had the exact reaction they wanted us to have. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because um, I know people do have these these cats as pets and stuff, especially in the Middle East, and they've actually passed laws that you're not allowed to have some of these wild animals pets because people would have them in their cars and just drive around with them. Um, it's funny because it's really, really rich people that have them as pets in, like, the Middle East. And then in Africa, it's really, really poor people because then you got the people that have like the baboon pets and, and the hyenas shows and stuff. And what what would you pick, Maria? Would you want a hyena or a baboon for a pet? If you had to pick, uh, I actually will go. My first things thing will be hyena. Okay. I know most people will be like no, but a hyena. Okay. All right. And it has to do with the baboon behavior. Um. I think I'd rather have the behavior of a hyena. And they laugh all the time, so whatever joke I tell them. 
Yeah, but like evil and maniacally. Like there's <laughs> I've been watching a little Phineas and Ferb on occasion, and their laugh just reminds me more of like Hans Doofenshmirtz laughing. It doesn't it's not a jovial laugh. It's more of a <laughs> kind of laugh, you know? That's what a hyena laugh reminds me of, but that's just me. Um we sure oh, not laughing, they're just actually communicating with one another, but it does sound like laughter. Yes, yes. Before they then swarm on you with ten of them and, and decide that you're lunch. Yes, it's hilarious <laughs> to them, not, not so much to you. Oh, I have something to add. I have something yeah. to add. Speaking of hyenas, so a friend of ours uh has a friend who who knows someone in a golf course in, in Africa, in South Africa. Okay. And the post was we had to close the course because there was a dead giraffe. They're like, okay. They had to close the golf course because of a dead giraffe. So when they were filming the dead giraffe, there were like five or six hyenas. Yes. You know, eliminating the, the, the burden. Yes. And uh, it was just fascinating to watch because then a lioness also came. And the so it was very like, whoa. Okay, so there was that, and then was there like a dot, 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 the cleanup crew's gonna need another day or two? <laughs> that would've just, I would've been like, two points for you, sir, well done, well done. <laughs> uh, yeah, clean up on aisle three. Right, and, and we had a reference on the manatees, guys, so it's gonna be a second plug. Go check out the alligator video again because you get to see some alligators on the golf course also. And there's like two or three different scenarios and they're actually pretty hilarious. Um, so two That's reasons scary. to go check out the uh, alligator video for everybody. Um, I'm going to call it- Episode two, not the facts. Not the facts, oh, but the episode point. two of- Good point. So you know, we, we did start doing the animal fact videos. Everybody was very curious about them. Um, this show was more about the clips and more about us just chatting, uh, but people wanted more information on the animals. So they asked us to do some fact videos. So we kind of made it a series. And so there is the episode two of, uh, I think we went at alligator encounters or something like that is the name of the clips video versus the yes. alligator facts video, which is a, a separate thing. So, and he uh, says wild chats podcast or, um, wild facts. Something okay. Like all right, guys, thank you so much for joining us. We are going to head out. Uh, if you guys are Patreon subscribers, jump on over. We're going to start the after show here in about 30 seconds. To everybody else, we will see you next time. Mm -hmm.